0: Good morning, good afternoon and good evening wherever you are and whenever you're listening to this. This is John Sana here, one half of the expansive podcast. Great to be having this discussion again with you guys and thank you so much for joining in. On the other side of the mic and screen is Eric the Kruger. How are you, Eric? What's happening up hey, there? In
1: yeah, good. Cold. Very, very cold today, but otherwise all good. How's things in, yeah. in Cape Town?
0: last night it felt like i was sleeping in a washing machine the wind was gale forced the ocean was in every direction inside out looks like a cappuccino outside of my window right now <laughs> but uh, all good uh before we get going with today's exciting episode i want to just thank everybody that has uh, left us reviews and keeps tuning in i went to a party on saturday night and a I- had a lady by the name of Cindy come up to me. If Cindy's listening, hi! And she said, "I just got to say thank you so much to you and Eric." You know, I was like, "For what?" She's mm-hmm. like, "Your podcast—it's helped me move in my business and go open up my own consultancy." And she was so appreciative and really, it's always a delight and always a surprise whenever we hear somebody's listening to it. So, if you do enjoy this podcast, please leave us a review. Um, and also share it with somebody that you might think would need to hear it. Um, so, Eric, any, any fan-based um, comments from you?
1: Yeah, you know, I think one of the challenges whenever we do things like this is it's great to have this conversation with you, but we almost don't know where it ends up going to from here. Like, we don't know in which cards being played or who's listening to this on the plane. And yeah. like, it's just, it's always great to hear that uh, there are actually people listening to this somewhere. So it's always great to receive feedback. And I just want to echo like, thank you for leaving reviews, for ratings, for uh, letting us know. I I receive messages on LinkedIn quite often of people just saying, thank you. We enjoy the podcast and just want to connect. So please make sure to also connect with us, find us on LinkedIn, find us on Twitter. Uh, I think you the most active on Instagram probably, but uh, just find us and, and connect to us.
0: Yeah, look, I think Instagram is a, it's almost like a holiday compared to LinkedIn. LinkedIn's work. Mm. Instagram's like mm. a holiday kind of work. It's like, you know, you have different sort of formats <laughs> of how you play around with it. And Twitter has become really top end for me because of everything that's going on in the world. It's almost like you got your fingertips at uh, the sort of what's happening. In- mm. um, but you're not so very today, active on yeah. Twitter, are you? Uh, I'm not really. I don't, I, I can know. I, I, I missed the Twitter sort of phase. I was in the mm. Facebook phase when that was happening so i never got twitter fit but um i do enjoy watching things on twitter and being connected to what's going on in the world yeah you, you're you're not very active on twitter
1: eh? no no it's it's my newspaper it's uh it's where i catch up on what's happening in the world and that's it like i've i've often thought should i become more active on twitter but it just seems to me like it's a in general it's like a bit of a cesspool like it's uh it's so full of negativity and, once you get deeper yeah. into it you know but like I like following people and their thoughts and like those kind of things. And I just stay out of the comments.
0: Yeah. But you're good like that across all social media. You don't make, you you don't get, you don't get (laughs) your your strategy. I've seen that. Okay. So let's talk about something that you are very proficient in and something that you are working with quite a lot today. And it's something I heard you mention once in think week, the week that I did it. And uh, you said that we often look at information in glances and we don't actually sit with that information long enough for it to integrate ingest and help us really perceive something else so today we're talking about the skill of learning mm. and i think it's such mm. an important thing to want to even think about because often it's difficult to learn it's just difficult because your brain has to now compute new things connect new, new synapses etc cetera, etc cetera. so Take us through the guide today of learning and uh, looking forward to learning from you, Eric.
1: So, you know, I think uh, the thinking glances thing has been quite an aha moment for me, to be honest, that we, we often just glance at ideas and we go on with our lives. And the best I can actually liken it to, and I thought about this over the weekend is, uh, you know, last year I went to Rome with uh, Danica for the first time. And like in the lead up to things, you know, she before we go to a restaurant, Dan will sit on her phone and look through the menu uh, and yes. all the photos of the food. Like yes. that's, you know, she wants to know what she's going to eat before she even gets there. Yes. And so when we were going to, to Rome, same thing, she'll have like pictures and everything ready. And, you know, like looking at the pictures of the Colosseum and going there and experiencing it like yeah. totally different experience. Right. And like, we know that the, the photos can never do it justice. Yes. And same thing for food. You can beat, read the best review of a dish at some restaurant, but going to experience it so yes. different. Yes. And I think it's the same thing with our thinking as well is that we glance at an idea and it's like, it's like reading the review or looking at the picture of it, but we don't go and experience that idea. We don't like really integrate with it. And I mean, I had exactly the same when I attended your future preparedness masterclass. We hear each other speak about topics and ideas all the time and cognitively i'm like yes i get it like i understand what john's talking about and i, I because i glance at it i think that oh yeah i've integrated that i've dealt yeah. with it i've worked with it but actually you sit down in in future preparedness masterclass and you're asked to look at the drama triangle and you go through that and you realize like shit i actually there's so much for me to unpack here yeah. right so like the experiences are different yeah but we also know that going into the future that we need to be learning faster than ever before. And mm. this is uh, letting go of what's, what's happening for us and then learning new skills. But the problem is that we, we think learning has happened, but it hasn't. And if you think about it, we go through our day and there's so much happening. We listening to a podcast, reading a book, oh, writing a book, reading, writing, book, reading a Jeez, book, right? I
0: don't, um, I don't read books. I only write them, Eric.
1: Who reads books? Yeah. Really uh, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you, you listen to a podcast you read a book you watch a youtube video and because you've consumed information you think learning has happened but the reality is it it hasn't happened until you've really integrated into a deep way into your being so it shows up in the way that you really think moving forward but more importantly it shows up in your behavior it manifests in the way that you show up so, so i think that's the very first point here
0: yeah, yeah. okay so um are you going to take us through how to sit with information okay so you're gonna take us through the process yeah good because i mean i think a lot of people talk about shadow work and in your psychology we all have shadows i've been on many many shadow workshops and let me tell you until you've been through those workshops you have no Mm. idea what your shadow is Mm. and it's almost like having to sit with it for ages until it's uncomfortable to sit with and then you get the sort of resonance and pop of it so I, I've really experienced this myself, and 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 I think it's such a grand topic to be unpacking. So yes, carry on.
1: And don't you think it's just so difficult to sit still?
0: Yeah, I mean, look, it just look. It, yes, it is, especially when you're uncomfortable having to integrate something new. It's just uncomfortable. Mm. You want to move, so your body's like almost mm. like this wild stallion that wants to uh, get away from this uh, need for it to be like tamed, you know. So, yes, of course, it is tough to yeah. see. To yeah.
1: yeah. And I think that's, that, that kind of speaks to the value of it because we know that difficult things are always worth pursuing. And not letting yourself be distracted these days is one of the most important things to do when you sit down. Because what do we do? We, you get asked a very deep question, you know, like, where are you in the drama triangle? And you'll think about it for a second and you'll have this quick automatic response and you'll write it down and you'll put it away and you're like, Done. Yeah. But actually, no, you've just started. Like you've just gotten the automatic stuff out of the way. Congratulations. Yeah. Now it's time to go deeper. So when we then like start like, thinking about learning and um, how we go about it, it's a bit cliche to talk about it, but I do want to say that you know we have to take into consideration that we are always working on both soft skills and hard skills. Right. And you can kind of reframe that however you want for yourself. But I think typically we are slightly better at the hard skills because if, for example, you need to code something, it's quite obvious that there's a certain outcome that I code it. And the output is a specific program. And if I want to do it, I can go find tutorials and just work myself through that progressively. So um, I'm trying this new uh, program called obsidian. It has a very steep learning curve, but there's, there are plenty of tutorials for me to go through. And I know that I can see the output of what I'm creating. Whereas, If you want to work on your patience, it's quite a different story. Like, how do you measure that? How do you know that you are actually making progress towards that as a goal? So you might want to, for example, like have a friend that gives you feedback on it, or you might want to have a score for yourself out of 10. But I think it's just important to know and that we have to create structure for ourselves when we are trying to learn a hard skill versus a soft skill. Any thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, I think most people immediately rush towards hard skills. Mm. Easy, 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 and because it's not an emotional thing, and it's almost like this masculine linear approach to learning something, whereas your, your soft skills are an, a feminine, complex type of uh, environment, and mm. you know, you're almost like, you know, often I, I say to people, come, come with me to a shamanic retreat, and they're like, no, 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 I don't want to deal with those things that are going to come up, and, and that's a response to the fact that you don't want to engage with your soft skills because there's just too much complexity there. Um, so, yes, I, I, I see that, and I see how many people are clever, but emotionally backwards. Mm. All clever. they got their degrees, but they are not um, fluid. They're not, mm. Uh, mm. you know, they're stuck. But because they've got their degrees and PhDs, they think they've arrived. And I think mm. there is a certain level of arriving, but without the emotional quotient and the, the soft skills, it's a, useless, it's a useless thing, I think.
1: Yeah. So there are three different principles that I, that I jotted down in terms of how we go about learning. The first is that we have to create space. And this is, this is quite an obvious one, but if we don't create the space to think, then guess what? You're not going to think. And space literally to me means um, finding a space, physical space, uh, removing everything that might distract you, really engaging with the process. Um, And having a certain openness towards how you're going to go about learning, that there isn't a judgment on, oh, man, like you're not learning quick enough or uh, you are too slow, whatever the case may be. Like there's a space, and that space is being held for learning.
0: You know, there's also that sort of in meditation. it creates a space for meditation. It's like you demarcate that space for that. I mean, people put outfits on as well just to create the – got it. Okay, good.
1: Second is then curation. So we live in a world where there's just an oversupply of content. You know, there's just, there's so much of it. So how do we, how do we interact with the best content? How do we learn from the best content? So instead of just going through your day, a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit there um, of content, I think start curating and really looking for the best. So where you would normally maybe consume five pieces of content in a day, you'd consume two, but those two come from the best thought leaders, the best new ideas. So it means that you are, you, you're growing in a way that is actually, I think much more substantial than just these little bits of learning that happens throughout the day. Do you, do you curate, how do you curate content? Uh, you? So
0: it's almost like saying, prepare your food. So you don't have to keep snacking on crap.
1: That's it.
0: the same. It's the same sort of scenario. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, look, I have certain thought leaders that I link into. So whenever they've launched something new, I take a listen to what they what they're talking about so right now i'm listening to margaret hefner she's written many books on uh, the future so she's my teacher today and i'm taking notes from her lecture mm. so just before this podcast i was actually taking notes and after i'm done with this i'm going to carry on taking notes so for me the way i engage with that information is i figured out there's like maybe a handful or maybe two handfuls of people that i enjoy in my topics and then i've, tr- I've built trust with them you know they've got some serious uh, thought leadership there. So I keep mm. tapping into them. So that's my curation. and uh, the 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 space that you're talking about, I guess sitting in my office is giving me that space to think. but also when I'm done with my emails, are going to learning. So I want to make sure they wrote my emails out and then my team's busy with what they're doing, and then I create the space to go and learn. Mm. So yeah, okay, good. so far, uh, good, well done. I'm, I like that you're giving language to the structure that I'm utilizing already, and obviously, for our listeners to add that sort of language and structure.
1: And the final principle is then execution. And you just, you touched on it now saying that execution for me has two phases to it. The first phase is that you actually interact with the learning that you are doing. So you're not just listening to a podcast, you're actually summarizing it or taking down notes and taking what they are saying and converting it into your own language. Like, you know, it's a big fallacy to think that you are learning when you're just copying and pasting other people's ideas. The, the bigger idea here is how do I take that and integrate it into my thinking and put my flavor and my thoughts over that, my language into that? Because it also means you'll remember it uh, much better than just regurgitating it.
0: Well, that's why I also don't think Blinkist, that, that uh, app, it's too quick, too short. It's like, you don't remember anything afterwards, you know what I mean? And, and mm. I think the process of taking notes and regurgitating it in a way that makes sense to you is the ultimate way to want to bed it down into your, into your psyche, you know, mm. okay. It's also, for that?
1: Yeah. it's also easy for the next step then, which is if you want to teach it to someone, if you yeah. are summarizing it in your own language and you're teaching it. But the second phase of execution is then actually doing something with it. So you've gone, through, if I use me as an example, you know, I've gone through the drama triangle with you. Great. So there was a part of learning that happened because I took notes on it and I interacted with the content. Yeah. But it still means nothing if it doesn't come through in behavior. If I don't yeah. execute on it, out of that. And I think that's the, the, the final part of this principle then is, are you intentionally changing behavior based on what you are learning?
0: So give me an example of one that you've done. Give me like, where would you, where would you do? Can do you I have something?
1: yeah so i want to tell you about the plan for learning which is kind of the the topic for today's session is that your phone yeah that's my phone it's uh on charge that's that's bad planning
0: that's bad planning
1: you know it's it was so out of sight because it's actually charging in the background (laughs) but i agree so so what this has all been building up to so if we take the space the curation the execution um soft skills half skills if we start putting all of that together What emerges is a plan for learning. And this was actually something that I worked on for like a a facilitation I did last year for Mimecast. And this thing that that emerged for me was a plan for learning. The idea behind it is that we have to have some structure behind how we learn. So, and and where it came from, the origin is actually how we create keynotes. Because if you think about it, if if you're compiling a keynote, you spend weeks, weeks, immersed in one specific topic, working towards, around, there might be subsets of it, but like there's one specific theme or idea that you're trying to get across. And you spend so much time putting everything else aside, focusing on content for that, that by the time you get to it, you are levels and levels deep on your thinking in that compared to people around you. You might not be the expert, but you are definitely a expert because of the, the time that you spend going through that. And I realized that if, if people approached learning in a very similar way, that for a, a month, perhaps, I really focus my attention and my learning towards becoming a better leader or a better team player or more empathetic. And I structure my content and my learning around that. I go find the best podcasts, the best books, the uh, the best blogs, and I almost create my own curriculum of learning that by the time you get to the end of that, like, you've learned something, you know, like yeah. there's actually some change that has happened. Yeah. And I really think that's like, so if I come back to an example for me, so um, when I, this is like a year ago, assertiveness has always been a very high ranking skill that I want to develop. Yeah. And for a long time, assertiveness was like a five or a six out of 10 for me. And then I became really intentional with it. And I said, I, I want to be more assertive. So now it's still on my board today and it's sitting at about probably about an eight I put an eight out of ten but I, I'd probably push it up by now a little bit as well okay and how I could how I went about that was exactly that's this quite, I sat down that's quite,
0: that's quite assertive of you
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: I sat down and I created this plan for learning so I, I yes. identified a few books for it a few podcasts yes. for it yes. and a lot of my learning for a while was just around the the topic of being more assertive ah. and then how it showed up in my life was I was just constantly looking for areas where I would say yes, or where I would say yes to things usually, and now I could say no.
0: Right. Or
1: where I would usually back down and now I can step up. And going through the resources initially gave me the tools to be able to look for those moments and then act appropriately in those moments.
0: Wow. So, so you, you, you theme your learning around a very specific subject and then you create a plan around it and then you, you, you move in with that. Okay, very, very good. Okay. You know,
1: coming back to your food analogy, I think it's so great to, to food prep for it. You know, like that's what yeah. you're doing when you, when you do a plan for learning is that instead of just, you know, if I think of most people's podcast playlist, for example, it's like, especially if you're an entrepreneur, there's some marketing in there. There's some leadership in there. There's some team building in there. Yeah. There's some, like there's everything. And it's great that you're getting a wide variety of, of yeah. inputs. Yeah. But like focused learning onto one topic Yeah, accelerates you in that direction. So that's what I felt when we went into lockdown. First thing Uh we did, we started writing books. Why? Because it accelerated us into that direction. Uh All of a sudden, we went levels deep because that's been our focus now for like however long. Yes. And so that's kind of the message that I'm trying to get across to people is don't just listen to random podcasts. You can still do that. I'm not saying stop it, but I'm just saying also have some sort of a plan where you are saying this is the skill I need to develop. And this is how I'm going to get there. And this goes for both the soft skills and the hard skills.
0: Yeah, I think packaging it with intention is amazing. I mean, it's just obvious. It's so obvious now that you explain it, you know, and I think writing a book for me does that for me, you know, like you said, Mm, it, mm. it zones you in and makes you focus and it's difficult, man. It's a difficult process. You can't You can't get away from the difficult of it, rereading it, writing it, researching it, but ultimately you come out of it like a brand new person because you've learned so much from it. You know, so that's very, very good. Yeah. Okay. So, um, theming it, making space for it, having a plan for it, and then executing on it. Are those the? Is that? Is that? I summarise it with the with the. the Yeah,
1: I think that's the gist of it. You know, um, I think we're fortunate that we that we are in the learning and development space as it is. And so we also know that we have to learn things before we transmute yes. that to other people. So I think naturally we do that. And that's why the keynote example was such a, an easy one to fall back onto because I'm always doing that when we're preparing for Think Week. Um, even though I'm just, so tomorrow I'm, I'm taking a corporate client through transition. Like I've spent so much time with transition by yeah. now that I really get it. And I'm really looking at it in terms of my own, my, I'm using that lens for my own world as well. Of course. So that's kind of the point that I'm trying to get across is just don't think learning happens because you are randomly consuming content throughout the day. Learning happens when it becomes part of your, your operating system and yeah. part of the way that you do things. And the only way you get to that is to create the space to curate the best content, and then to actually make the time to execute on it and to see how it shows up.
0: Yeah, man, that is fantastic. I, 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 you've definitely taught me to become more um, specific and more fine tuned in what it is I want to be focusing on and going in. I guess I'm doing it right now with online digital courses. As you're mm. saying, this is like, okay, who do we speak to? When do we speak to them? What does it look like? Join up for a few myself, look at the process. It's almost like i'm in integrating myself into the learning process with the end result of execution mm. so that's great i mean it would be nice actually to work backwards from execution it's like okay what do i need to execute okay what do i need to learn in order to execute that okay look backwards and say so, okay let me start finding topics yeah i'll link to those you know
1: yeah that's a that's great, great way to do fun. it and i think whenever there's a challenge that pops up for us we naturally engage in this way of learning right you know like it it becomes our default because now there's a challenge. So exactly to your point. Um, But I think it's when we, when we don't have that big challenge, like we just don't know ourselves that well. So again, like courses are hard skills. You know, it's easy to see what those challenges are in the real world. It's much harder to know where I need to change internally. You know, that's the real challenge. And there's my, my phone again.
0: Yeah, look, um, I think the thing for me is this need and want to grow. And then this becomes obvious. And I think that most people have a very tough time at making a commitment to that growth because mm. they know it's going to be tough. But I think the system that you've explained is so simple, so obvious, and I've really learned from it. So thank you so much. I'm going to go and thank learn. Thank you how to put my phone on silent before recording a podcast now
1: that was good. thank you so much man.
0: I appreciate that I'm sure thank our you learners, I mean our learners our listeners will uh, pick up on that and uh, I have also heard some people taking notes from our podcast so they're obviously going through the process of, of integrating the information mm. so that's always fantastic too
1: awesome brother okay thank you so much thank you to the listeners thank you that was Catch very you good again soon
0: okay looking forward to it. goodbye